to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. And if you are listening, that means that you've either picked up the podcast, hopefully from going on the site, going on the Facebook page, or maybe recommended by a friend. Uh, if you've not, if you've just, if you've picked it up from somewhere else, I'd like to know where you did. But if you want to know about those things, go to Talk Nerdy UK uh, on all social medias at Talk Nerdy UK, um, and go to www.talknerdy.uk. Uh, yeah. So what we're going to do is, Gaz, are you still there? By the way, I know I went off. I'm here. With it. I am here. You're here. Yeah, uh, Gaz. You. Uh, by the way, you. Um, you got rid of, rid of a little. Um, buzzing noise that was on my microphone last time which i've replaced the cable now do you want to do, do you want to tell us how you did that no <laughs> a lot of trial and error really more than anything quiet else. ah see i got to throw one of them in what was it <laughs> i did the quiet quiet oh good god <laughs> I can't do it as well as him. That's no, you really can't. I really I can't. I don't think you've got the authority. No, <laughs> I think I sound. I think I sound more like Thumper shouting fire. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is going to be the Cobra Kai episode. I don't really know how this is going to go um, because season three came out. We both watched that, and seasons one and two have been out for a while. So we'll just see how we traverse this as we go. But it's going to be full of spoilers from this point on so we're going to talk about it a full discussion in full spoiler and i feel like this is where gaz would add a little bit of music Like, we're like professionals now. I've even got a makeup desk in front of me. It's not mine, but I've got a makeup desk. Um, <laughs> you definitely put on makeup for an audio podcast, don't you? I d- yes, I do. When you've, got a, when you've got a face for radio like me, you don't let the listeners down. <laughs> I bet you're dressed in full karate outfit with like <laughs> full makeup on as well. Oh, mate, I would, I would wear... A full Cobra Kai karate outfit all day long. I've been I getting... have got a Cobra Kai hoodie since watching this show. I, Not... I, I've looked for stuff, but then when I've read the reviews, it's all the unofficial merch obviously has issues. Mm. Um, and the official merch just doesn't float me boat quite as much, but it's got such potential. Etsy, lad. There's Etsy. a little plug. Are we sponsored by Etsy? <laughs> Gaz Masters sponsored by Etsy. I'm here trying to plug. I'm trying to get be actively talking about the website, which uh, let's be honest to everyone listening. I sound like just someone, a car salesman blundering on his first day, trying to say all that stuff. But I've been told I need to do it because everyone just trails off at the end. If I start talking about it, you turn off. So get it through at the start and we're done. Don't need to mess it up with Etsy. <laughs> Product placement, mate. <laughs> right, well, 
we're already we're already three minutes in and we've completely gone off the rails. So let's talk <laughs> Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai came out as a s- official sequel to the Karate Kid franchise a few years ago. Um, I'm not going to do that much research into this with dates and that, but it came out on YouTube Premium Red, I think it was called, or is called, which I always thought sounded like the dirty side of YouTube. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, it might as well have been called YouTube Spice. Um, and I was recommended this as soon as it came out by my manager, of all mm. people. He was like, it's a boss, you got to watch it. And I kind of was like, oh, well, yeah, I might do, but I was watching a lot of stuff at the time. And then the second season came out. It's like, you do, you've got to watch it. And I was like, oh, I'll get round to it. And then they put this both seasons on Netflix. Was it last year? Yeah. And I just, I before I knew it, I'd, I'd watched one. And then I'd watched them all within two weeks. I was just, like, blown away. And then immediately was on the blower to everyone I know, including you going, yeah. watch this show. You will love it. Yeah, I, 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 so, I mean, when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, right, another program sort of based around like an 80s show. This is going to be shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> proper cynically, like, I mean, even being honest, like, Karate Kid is a good film, but it's not It's not one of my favourite films. Yeah, it's such an so, odd, like, an odd I, thing to spin off I wasn't that of. arsed. I was like, oh, okay, Karate Kid, yeah, fine. That, like, the first one's good but like i don't even remember watching the second or the third or anything like that so oh i don't know i i've got no i definitely didn't see the second or the third yeah i um, rewatched them recently and was like well i mean they're not very good let's face it so yeah i should not have been like engaged at all to then watch this series and think it should be any good but well there you go we're totally wrong because I agree with you. I think it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I, I I feel it was taken off the back of they were inspired. The creators were either inspired by or di- directly or indirectly off a YouTube fan theory that showed that uh, what's it, Danny is actually the bad guy in Karate Kid, and you're mm. seeing it from his point of view. But if you have a look at all the events and the facts, like the literal facts of the events, he's a bully and he attacks a guy for no reason okay he's being a bit funny with his girlfriend but he doesn't know her or him from jack and his first port of call is to literally get physical with a guy and then everything after that is just like he he he, i think they even mention it as bullying like he's actually the bully and then in the end he uses an illegal move which isn't allowed to win the tournament. And I think they played off of this YouTube video of some guy showing this and made an entire series of what if that was true? What if Danny was the bad guy, at least in Johnny's mind? Mm. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good take. I I really think they nailed it because, like, rather than just come back, same old, same old, but, like, a bit modern, it proper feels like everything you thought about that film and i've rewatched it and then you look for things and go do you know what i i sort of really do get what johnny lawrence is saying here yeah like seeing it from his side you kind of go yeah i'd be fucking pissed off too if some new guy came in town and started tampering with my woman yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd be like, I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, there's so much to say we like about it. For stars, the, I, I feel like the tone. It knows what it is. That's always a sign of a good show. It knows what it is. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, it kind of keeps one foot heavily in the 80s of where the film began, but another foot like showing we've got to move with the modern times. But also not in a preacher way, so I always like it when Johnny says something that is probably not PC. Mm. There's a character there to tell him it's not PC, and then he goes, oh, right, yeah, sure. And then still yeah. says it wrong. So it's like, um, he says there are a load of, he's telling a story to him in, in the new, by the way, we're going to, like I said, we're going to talk spoilers. But it's a bit where he's uh, lighting his foot on fire, but he's not telling him and distracting him with a story. And he goes, a load of Chinamen go into a village. And he goes, you can't say Chinamen. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. China persons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like there's loads of stuff like that littered through, uh, throughout it. Even though Danny gets have has done there, he's um they briefly talk about how he's culturally appropriating that you know to sell his cars and he's like mm. what is that what is that even and they just like blow it off like it's nothing don't worry about it. But I liked all that. I like the fact it's to, it's it, it it he calls people pussy. And he's yeah, like, exactly. And it he's just, of, it, it, it does sort of fit with like, sort of how the world is now. But as you say, sort of like, beautifully brings those like 80s moments through it, I always think. Um, mm. Like, and you know, even with regards to like the soundtrack, still being very heavily 80s rock band orientated. And, you know, just like moments where. He just puts on his tape in his car. I, I seem to remember it was in the first or second season when he's driving with Danny and REO Speedwagon comes on and they both totally vibe into it and they go, yeah. kind of look <laughs> at each other and it's just a really good moment. Um, and that obviously brings that sort of 80s feel into it when stuff like that happens. The, yeah, the mu- I think even the music, like, I, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to lie. I feel like you need to put that music on at the end, the end credits music when it comes in sounds like a, an old Bon Jovi track. I've looked; it's an original composition for the for the uh, TV show, but it sounds like that uh, Bon Jovi track with the keyboards in, which, which I, that does not narrow it down at all. I don't know why <laughs> I said that, um, but it, it's so brilliantly in the. You got Wasp. I've heard Twisted Sister. I've heard. Like there's a he like tells him to listen to Guns N' Roses and he's like what's Guns N' Roses like shut the fuck up and <laughs> listen to Guns N' Roses I love all that. There's definitely some rat in there as well. One of my oh yeah, there's a bit of rat as well. No, it's and it and it does it all yeah just knowing exactly what it is wearing its heart on its sleeve, including the I mean how many how many karate scenes can you write into a TV show? Yeah, and obviously. <laughs> I sort of like would not be asked about the action because the comedy is really good, but the the action is really good alongside it, and it's sort of like it never feels like it's too much. Like I don't particularly like sort of you know kung fu films, or and that's probably why I wasn't that asked actually about the original film is because like maybe it's just because I'm not into that sort of like karate genre, you know, your, your Bruce Lee's and stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's a Bruce Lee film. It's, it's obviously more like a, an entertainment film, but I think that's why I never really connected with it in a strange way. 
Whereas this is like the perfect blend. I actually, I honest to God, do think this series is way better than the films. Way yes. better. And it's that is ridiculous when you think about how many times you kind of go, oh god, I hope they're not remaking this and that and blah blah blah. But done the right way, it can be miles better than it was. And this is a prime example. You've done. I mean, you've dipped your toe into many a film to TV series eighties remake, mm. and you've come out with a burnt toe. Well, yeah. I mean, there's just there's just so many that. It just feels like all they do is they go, right, okay, what was good about it? Okay, let's try and replicate it without putting their own spin on it. That is the brilliance mm. of this, is the way they've done it, the way they've brought it in immediately and gone, like, Johnny Lawrence is our star. It's not Danny LaRusso. We don't just want it to be, what's Danny LaRusso up to now? We want it to be, like, essentially looking at it from a different angle, and that is what makes it intriguing, because you're kind of going what i didn't even give that a second thought like the the sort of like bit where he runs into the shower room is it and puts the shower on him yeah, is obviously yeah, yeah like a key moment and like obviously when you watch the film you would never have thought anything of it of of it you're just led to believe that danny's being bullied and johnny lawrence is like the big bully so like he's getting his own back whereas from johnny's point of view he's bullying him like he was just binding his own time and mm. in comes Danny LaRusso, that prick, and he just turns the shower <laughs> on him. And it's like, right, okay. Because like, I remember watching the trailer and thinking, like, oh, I'm intrigued by it, but I'm not totally sold. But then within, like, I would say two episodes, I was just like, oh, mate, this is, this is so good. Like, I'm really enjoying this. It is. It's the, it's seeing Johnny be a bit of a, Johnny's a bit of a mess. And yeah. he kind of he blames that, but he you find out that he's got had other things in his life and he's got he's been a bit of a fuck up. Danny has had the best life ever. Like it is the true AC story. If you win the uh if you if you win the final battle in your film, you're just you know, success all the way, you're gonna be fine. And he's like a major car salesman, he owns loads of LaRusso's uh businesses and stuff like that. But it just comes down to the simple fact he sees that Cobra Kai has reopened, which Johnny's doing to like give himself some routine, some ground. So just and Danny has no reason, no reason to get involved other than a chip on his shoulder, mm. and he does. And it's it, 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 if that underlines that well, maybe Danny really was the bully because why the fuck is he getting involved now? He has no need to. He's just and. I, it's one of them clever shows where all the way through it, I'm not really sure who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Like, Johnny, yeah. to me, is my main man. But Danny, I wouldn't say he's the clear bad guy. It's a real grey area. Well, that is that is what makes it so intriguing, is I think it flips quite a lot. And you've also got the added then, you know, to sort of... I'm assuming the people that are listening to this know the story by now. So then you've got, like, obviously, I'm not going to go into why there's like kids in it or or anything like that um but you've then got miguel robbie sam all sort of flip-flopping as well between like mirroring the original like storyline you know the fact yeah, that cause... like miguel gets that red coat and then suddenly he goes a bit bad yeah and he gets the skeleton outfit for halloween yeah. 
And then you've got Robbie, who is obviously Johnny's son, who just fumbles his way over to the sort of like Danny LaRusso side. So he's like then the good guy, but was a bad guy. And then like it constantly flip-flops, which sounds awful, I know, but actually is brilliantly written. So you're not bothered. You're just like, oh, well, this is a different take. I really like where they're going now. I mean, let's get into it more more detail here. so we'll do i think what the best thing to do is we'll go briefly into season one and then briefly into season two a bit and then we'll just talk about what we liked about what's just happened season three so season yeah. one the main story is johnny's setting up Co- cobra kai again to give himself like i've said some ground some routine he also sees a kid getting uh across from him getting bullied a lot and is like you should stand up for yourself more you know and it essentially he starts cobra kai again for all the geeks, all the nerds to train themselves against people who were normally Cobra Kai, like all the bullies. So yeah. he's got the best intention of mind. Danny just sees the words Cobra Kai and he and his daughter and their friends, when they start getting involved, it's just a classic case of like uh, all the old Frasier storylines where just people in the wrong place at the wrong time making someone look bad um, or just not seeing it through seeing it through a different set of eyes which is a beautiful thing about the whole show it is like the main tone of the show um and yeah and it, it's just about him dealing with danny and johnny kind of reliving their past and facing the demons again and it's fantastic the entire first season is just absolutely fantastic the whole story of miguel like you said slowly changing getting more confidence but is he too confident other characters like like Hawk, Hawk, yeah, Hawk going from just a nerd with a little lip scar to being like one of the most brutal, like fighters. Like he just unleashes himself. He just transforms over a case of just like just realizing if I just dye my hair and get a tattoo, I'm badass. Which I mm. thought worked for me as well when I was that age, but <laughs> I don't think it. Well, we've already established I can't even shout quiet in an authoritative <laughs> way. Um and. Yeah, and then it's and then the, the little kind of love triangle between Johnny's Johnny's runaway son, who he has uh, as admittedly neg- neglected, going to dad because there's multiple love triangles. It's a proper yeah, drama. It is, it is really well written when you think like you've got ho- obviously the Danny Johnny Robbie thing, then you've got sort of Johnny Miguel and uh, Sam, isn't it? Sam, yeah. I suppose like there's a triangle there in the sense that like she thinks he's with a bad sensei and stuff like that. Um I'm trying to think. Obviously there's there's Sam, Miguel and Robbie's love triangle. I mean it does sound confusing, but because of how well it is written, you never think that you're confused by what's going on. Like oh, no. you're always like, right, okay, I see what they're doing. But as you say, there's so many characters that sort of develop in the first season, you know, you think Aisha, who was Sam's like sort of um, best mate, but she's sort of ditched for some cool kids. But she joins Cobra Kai and becomes badass. You've got Dimitri and Hawk, who were best friends, but then, uh, you know, like they then join Cobra Kai, but one of them gets right into it, one of them doesn't. There's so many like really good like relationship questions in there. And it really does, like, every episode, you feel you get so much from it. Yeah. I mean, you just saying then about the whole Aisha thing. Again, another tonal, like, 
keeping with the, the, the tone of seeing it from different points of view. Aisha is the good guy, really, in that, but she's played off to everyone else as a bad guy because mm. they just see her. She's joined Cobra Kai. She's been a bit of a dick. She started, like, punching people and giving front wedgies to girls, but her friend, her best mate, turns her back on her. Sam, who's meant to be, who's Danny's child, and again, mm. classically, should be the good guy, just ref- didn't want to hang out with her because it made yeah. her look uncool. And it showed, like, she wasn't being a total bitch about it. She was definitely struggling with that inner turmoil of, oh, I'm pissing my mate off here, but I can't hang out with her because I've just made it into this clique. Yeah. Um. Again, it's all these, like, I'm trying to think of, like, 80s, early 90s, teenage dramas kind of like that we would watch like it's got a bit of saved by the bell in it like the way like it's so cheesily done and how relationships kind of take ages and ages to progress yeah and, and that's i think one of the best things about it as well is like you obviously get the teen size side of relationships and it usually runs alongside the adult side of relationships they always mm. tend to sort of link up in a weird way. So when you've got Miguel like going on a date, it might be like Johnny trying to, you know, um, either either Johnny's like trying to contact people to like go on dates with or stuff. It always feels like there's like a mirror to like the characters, you know, and yeah. the difference between like dating when you're a teenage, dating when you're middle aged, and it, it's such a nice play on it. I mean, that's the that's the other thing as well. You've got. The relationship between Miguel and Johnny is the best father-son relationship between two people who are neither father nor son, and the father already has a son, which he's... I, I'm totally cool with him ditching Robbie. Like, I don't know why. I shouldn't be. <laughs> it's a, he's He's been a neglectful father for, like, 17 years. He's only now getting his shit together, and he's getting his shit together for a different kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, admittedly, his kid just, just isn't around either, so he can't exactly... And it, very early on in the series, he tries to mend it multiple times, and uh, the the kid's not interested. But I love that he's teaching Miguel to fight back, strike hard, no mercy. Why the, bullies don't do that? It's all about confidence. You've got to have confidence in life. Meanwhile, Miguel is showing him like what he's missed out on because mm. he cannot. He's like you. He can't use technology. <laughs> I honestly watching Johnny Lawrence date was exactly. How I picture you would be dating now. <laughs> it almost definitely would be. It, it was the. I'm glad I'm not dating right now. It was, it was the whole like not really understanding what people are saying. <laughs> I like the bit where his his phone rings. And he goes, Ah, I've just got a uh, notification on my smartphone because <laughs> <laughs> he he thinks he's like a proper show off with it. He thinks the way to get rid of Facebook is to throw your phone away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, but that was... again, like that's the clever thing, isn't it? Because like obviously, what you were saying, you know, he tries to mend it with Robbie, so that's probably why you sort of like, well, yeah, obviously, like he's gonna fall back to Miguel then, because Miguel's given him that affection that has sort of like been missing with him and Robbie, and then by the time Robbie turns around and goes, actually, I do sort of want a relationship with my dad. Now he's seeing this bond with Johnny and Miguel, and he's jealous. So, like, obviously, it's the perfect storm, isn't it? He wants to then one-up his dad. Who's going to... What's he going to do to get over on his dad? He's going to go and work for LaRusso. Yeah. And then he joins Miyagi-Do. And, and you're like, like, oh, you're like, oh shit. Perfect. <laughs> you know. 
mean, it, it, it's and it's also the use of footage. I've got a little factoid for you. Okay. That's what I was kind of like Googling a little bit of to get some little facts. So the very first episode of Cobra Kai uses unseen footage from Karate Kid. Completely ah, unused footage from so Karate that's Kid. very clever. To give the memories more like of a new one, to make it more like to that, like it is more about Johnny. Yeah. Um, that obviously a part of the series is every now and then you get like a little flashback to the original film, you know, like it'll show like the kick or something like that. Or, you know, like I, I think in like in the later seasons where, you know, it shows like uh, Johnny and Ali like on their date or something like that and it obviously is the footage of the film so it, it brings you straight back what what moment they reference as a memory usually mm. comes in a flashback which i thought was quite clever as well yeah i like the way that they didn't my biggest worry was i didn't watch the karate kids again i was worried that i was like let's see how far i get if i need to watch mm. them i need to watch them but i'd like to think you don't, I wouldn't need to watch them. And you don't, because anything... It re- if you've watched it, it's probably like there's extra little bonds of snippets for you. Yeah. But if you've never seen it, it references Karate Kid and then does flashbacks, but not in a like a mansplaining layman term kind of way. Yeah. It, it's completely relevant and makes sense why it's showing you that. Yeah. No, well, I, um, I hadn't watched the films for, for years. like, And I watched the first, I think, two seasons... And didn't need to watch the films at all. And it was only curiosity before the third series that made me go, do you know what? I'm going to go back and watch them and see if I sort of notice anything else sort of thing. So, yeah, if, you, if you're new to it, it's it's written so well that you don't have to worry about seeing it. But then for someone who, you know, probably is a massive Karate Kid fan, there must be so... Like, I wouldn't call myself a massive Karate fan, uh, kid fan at all but i really enjoyed it so it would make me wonder like if you were like proper like karate kid is my favorite film i wonder what those people are like with cobra kai yeah i mean i am part of a cobra kai shit posting group on facebook and there is definite (laughs) like mad fans and it's a bit like an avengers kind of fandom because they're like saying the end of season three they were like crying because they were finally saw Danny and Johnny stand together. Yeah. And it was like it was a big thing for them. So I think there is there is a fan base there and they and they love this. They they think it's all as awesome as we do. Probably more so because they've been asking. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you but, like waited for like what what is it like thirty years? Yeah, I think to, it's to over get for, this... technically. Yeah. Well yeah, it's... probably. I mean, Ralph Macchio apparently has been asked multiple times, multiple times to revamp the Karate Kid, and he's refused. Um, he's just been like, no, he just have people bringing him scripts, and he's like, makes no sense, don't want to do another one. And he said this was the first idea where it was like, wow, this is good, this is fresh, yeah, and decided to do it. And good, I feel really good for William Zabka, who I. I don't know if he's done anything since the Karate Kid, other than those modelling shots that he owns of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh, I need some pictures of me. I've just got these topless ones. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he, he is in some stuff. Whether it's like sort of like the only other thing I'm looking at now that comes up and known for on IMTB is Hot Tub Time Machine. Really? As Rick. But does he come in and do a sort of like 
a bit where it's sort of a play on his role of Kabaki Kid, but he's just not called Johnny Lawrence or something. Am I getting that totally wrong? You might, I mean, I don't know. I've not I seen Hot like Tub Time Machine in years. I feel years. like there's a fight scene at one point. Yeah. And, like, he's in that red jacket or something like that. Or he's in, like... I just get the feeling it's something like that, but I can't remember it, which is annoying me now. But well, he like... is in that. But, obviously, is it a sort of bit side character playing on Johnny Lawrence? And he is a, a self... He plays himself... In How I Met Your Mother as well. Does they he? Always, they always reference Billy Zabka. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I'm he's, not, in, I'm... he's in that a few times. I remember that. Obviously, like I, I've watched that show, so that would stick out for me. No, um, I don't. But it, again, he is just sort of like, he's playing himself based on the first film. It's not like he's done anything that you would go, oh, right, that other William Zadka film. Well, yeah, I tried to find his Facebook page, like, because Facebook recommends him, do you want to follow Ralph Macchio? And I was like, you know, yeah, go on, now we're doing this. So follow Ralph Macchio. And I was like, well, it's not fair to follow Ralph Macchio and not William Zadka. So I searched. He is not on Facebook. He hasn't got any kind of presence on social media, just like Johnny Lawrence. He's got... <laughs> Which sort of works, doesn't it? Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> um... And also, what I like about Karate Kid is it does bring back original cast members. So you have got Ralph Macchio, you have got William Zabka, you've got the guy who plays Crease comes back at the end of this first series, which is yeah. a major cliffhanger. Like, whoa, they actually brought him back. And then as the second season continues, you get some of the, let's be honest, a bit no-mark members of the Cobra Kai who were just in it for a few scenes are brought back and given, like, really fleshed out and given mm. bigger, larger roles. And, yeah, and then, obviously, with Ali coming back in the third one. Yeah, and, and it never feels like they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. There's always a purpose to it. Like, obviously, Crease, when he first showed up, I was like, oh, okay. Like, obviously... How are they going to work this? And then he becomes like a main character. And then by the end of the third season, not so much a main character, is he's the main villain again. Yeah. And you're Fantastic. Like, oh, right. Okay. So brilliant. <laughs> and like, obviously, that's sort of how it works. It's like when, when he first came in, it's like, you know, I'm a changed man and all this kind of stuff. But you see the crease that, you know, hmm. from from the movies, he was like the bad guy teaching them all how to do the karate wrong and all this kind of stuff and you see it just keep creeping in and creeping in and then you see like the way he develops hawk to be like his little his he's his guy because he thinks he can sort of mold him to be this brutal guy and which he does perfectly and then obviously by 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 the third season you fully on full on hate him because he's robbed johnny's gym well, and you're let's, just like, it's, oh, it's just so good. Well, let's, I mean, we round off season two with an ep, with an epic tournament that mirrors that of... One, it, it, mean? And one, yeah, sorry, round off season one with the epic tournament, which is kind of like the main tournament that's built up to in the first film. And it's, but it's quite unpredictable, unlike, like, if it would have been very easy for them to just copy it, move yeah. for move, no for no, but they don't. And then, yeah, so you get into season two, Crease is about... He's worked his way back into Johnny's life, said he's a changed man, uh, and he's slowly infiltrating and taking over Cobra Kai, turning them all on him. Um, 
and turning, trying to get rid of all the soft students he's picked up and essentially just changing Cobra Kai back to exactly what it was. And it was in this that I started to go, am I watching Star Wars? Because <laughs> there was something really like about the whole, like, that with you've got Robbie, Robbie and Danny and, uh, having trouble and then you've got Johnny and Kreese having trouble. And I feel like Kreese is like the Emperor and Johnny is a bit like Vader, like mm. trying to get, like questioning it and moving away. And I just felt a lot of Star Wars tones when watching it. And then when season three came in, there was a lot. I just honestly, I felt like the amount of times I've watched Star Wars and gone like, Felt felt for the drama between all the the fam the Skywalker family, everything that's happening in that was just happening in this. To do you know what I mean? I know, I get what you're talking about because like you sort of like have so many different elements in season two where you know you have got Miguel sort of going sort of bad. I guess is like his arc through most of season two. Yeah, you've got Robbie becoming sort of like the ultra good guy. And you've got then the badass girl who Miguel's going out with and Sam um, combating each other. Yeah, you Tori. You sort of feel like at one point that like Danny and Johnny are making amends, but then they go completely the other way. Yeah. And then you've got the whole element of Kreese sort of navigating Hawk to be like the ultimate bad guy throughout the entire series. And he's just completely turned on Dimitri. Is his best friend. So there's all of these sort of like polarizing arcs going on where, you know, like it's like someone is the anti of someone else, but they're sort of flipping. So like, whereas like, you know, Miguel and Sam have, you know, sadly broken up, but that, you know, they're now sort of like Sam's with Robbie um, and Miguel is with, oh, I can't remember the name, but the girl. Tori. Tori. Tori, yeah, sorry. Um, and it almost feels like they're bouncing around, like, off each other in that. And when one's being the good guy, the other one sort of turns again. Like, you know, you think of, like, is it in the second season where Miguel comes back with Miyagi's medal? And yes! He's always, always a good guy again. And obviously he hides the fact that Miguel's done that from Sam. And you go, oh, no, Robbie's the bad guy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's loads of stuff like that. There's there's t plenty of moments where I'm going, no, stop it, no, stop it, stop being a bad person. You can do the right. Like Hawk is the one that I constantly. I mean, season three was ripping me apart, but yeah, in season two, the the turn of Hawk going from being like becoming confident to becoming overconfident and yeah, cocky and, da and dangerous. Yeah, like. Again, just embracing the dark side of the force, as it were, just yeah. not really, not really listening to what William, well, what Johnny is saying, um, and also this is where you get Johnny start really realizing he fancies Miguel's mum, which leads to some fantastic uh, like scenes where he's dreaming of her and there's oh, like yeah. white snake on and she's pouring <laughs> beer over all over it, like every eighties <laughs> video ever. And that's how he dreams. Um, oh, I love, I love all that shit. Um, I'm trying to think what else we can talk well, about. I think like I rem the best thing about season two is that end for me as well. The like, bat shit. The bat oh shit. Oh my ending. god! Like 
I was just like, what is going on? Like, obviously you realise like it's the like last episode or something, but it's pretty much just a fight scene for the entire episode. Yeah. And I've already said I'm not bothered by like, you know, martial art films or anything. But this was dripping, man. This was like I was just like, I don't want this to end. But when it fucking ends, I, I honestly like there was a moment as well, and it's quite clever, I think, where is it Sam gets thrown over the stairs by Tori or the other way around. And I went, oh, my God, I thought she was going to, like, proper injure someone there. And I thought, they're not going to do that because it's, like, a bit more, like, just an entertainment program. <laughs> and then, like, two minutes later, Miguel gets kicked off that stairwell, like, falls what like, looks like about two or three flights of stairs. <laughs> like, yeah. should be dead, really. Let's face <laughs> it. <laughs> should be dead, isn't dead. Um, but, like... I was, like, blown away. That was, like, oh, shit. I was, like, I can't believe at that point because, obviously, I'd sort of done what you did. I just watched one and two together and then got to the end of two and went, I need more. I need yeah. more now. <laughs> now. And I was, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And then realized it was, like, releasing in January. So I think I had, like, maybe two months and I was just like, oh, my God, I just want it. Like, cause I don't think the second season was as... I don't think I liked it as much as the first, oddly. But I did en really enjoy it. But that I... ending blew me away. That was, like, my favourite episode of the whole thing. No, I definitely liked... I mean, before we delve into season three, I mean, we should talk about specifically what we liked. About, like, what was your favourite moment of season one, then? What was your big moment in season one? Oh, right. Let me just get the episode list up one sec just to refresh my memory because you know what my memory's like. No, um, that's fine. I would probably say, just looking at it now, is season one where there's like a bit where Miguel takes Sam on a date. Yeah. I seem to think that then mirrors with Johnny on a date, but I could be wrong. No, it does. It mirrors with Johnny on a date. I loved that. And that might be the one. I remember you text me. Oh, no, I'd hold on. It. Oh, does it? Does it mirror Johnny on a date? Or does Johnny... Oh, is that season two? I'm thinking... No, I feel like this he goes... This I'm a... going to get confused because yeah, no, season I watched two... them both together. Season two, he goes on a date with Tori at the same time Johnny is speed dating. Right. Well, well that, oh, not... That might oh, be favorite season two then actually that was good no Aside that was good because you had scene. you had the conflict of the fact that robbie well that that love triangle becomes a love square and oh i know what my favorite one of season one is then it's Go the on. halloween dance i loved that episode where like you've got because that is the mirror to the original film where he's dressed as the skeleton and then you've yeah. got i can't for the life of me rem remember sam's sort of boyfriend at the time oh um hold on he's called kyla kyla yeah that's it um and you've got that that whole arc is just a total mirror of the original series which is so so clever i thought um but they sort of twist it on its head like and that's that's the, as we've already said is the beauty of this. It's sort of like you go, oh right, okay, they're, they're just going to do what happened in the the first film, 
and then they just do something a slight bit different that makes it much more interesting. And then you've got the whole thing with Danny um, trying to chaperone his daughter at the Halloween dance. I thought that was my favourite episode of the first uh, season. No, that you... I mean, I feel... Oh, God, oh, I'm on season three here. I'm on season one. Um, I think it might have been, like, see episode three where Miguel helps Johnny to advertise Cobra Kai on the internet. and the, Yeah, and the Halloween dance. It is. It's that one. That was my favourite one as well. It is. Yeah. It's, the same, it's the exact same episode. Well, there you go. Well, you just, yeah. It's because they're bonding as well. They're just, favorite. <laughs> yeah, because they're both bonding. That's where you truly see them bonding, and it's it's awesome. Um, I, I think it's difficult because, like, all I would say is they're probably... I'm going to kick myself. I'll probably rewatch this, like, years' time and go, oh, that was an amazing episode, what was I saying? But I think because I watched season one and season two together, they both merge, like, as one season. For me, yeah, because I just I didn't even stop. I just went. Obviously, I know where it stops. It was the tournament, but then for me in my head, there is no like dividing line between the two. They all one and the same. Um, I'll tell you what was my favorite episode of season two. It wasn't. You're saying it was um, when Johnny's on the, doing the speed dating, yeah. and then the date uh, they're out on a date. I think the one after was better. The one where. Johnny takes Miguel's mum on a date and just happens to end up in the same restaurant at the table with Johnny and his wife. I did love uh, Danny and his wife. Those moments are like probably the best moments throughout the whole thing. Yeah. When like they just sort of awkwardly put the two together. It's magic. Like it's like it's like an awkward no man's land since the original Karate Kid. There is Mm. there is like that chemistry between them. It's so good to watch. No, definitely. It is. It was. It's like they know that. No, all they know is karate and sh- talking shit to each other. Yeah. But then they're put in moments where neither of those things is an option. So what do they do? They have to behave like the adults they are. So Danny has to become Danny Larusso businessman, and he just go. Johnny just goes back to Johnny Lawrence, badass, and yeah. just like isn't still isn't afraid to like talk shit, but makes a bit of a scene and then that gets Danny angry. It's brilliant. But watching them sit down and something as simple as Danny going, he'll, she'll forget our order. She didn't write it down. She'll forget our order. And they bond over that. Exactly. Oh, it, it's like a little thing like that. It's great. And then they leave like almost like best mates. And you're like, ah, oh, they, they can work it out. They're going to be mates. And then while that's happening, Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do have had a massive fight and they've got no choice but to take sides again. Yeah. And that that's it. That's you, you always feel they're gonna get like together on some like they're gonna team up in throughout most of the second season. I kept saying they're gonna team up at some point. They're gonna team up at some point. And they never quite get there in season two. There's mm. always something that pulls them back apart. And I, I thought that was like the most gripping part about season two. And then you know, yeah, that that final episode I just thought was absolutely amazing and i think it was just the shock value for me as well because like i didn't expect them to take it that far i really well, let's didn't. be honest let's be honest it's it's co- sort of 
it's I think it balances out the almost silly Power Rangersness of the show. By this point, you're having like like I said, there's so much fight fighting, so many karate fights. It's a wonder the the police aren't involved more, even though in series three we start getting that. But there's so many fights that are happening, kids getting injured, mm. that and they refuse to go. To the police is like, we'll settle this, you know, the Miyagi Do way. We'll settle this the Cobra Kai way. Um, that that entire fight scene needed that to happen at the end to like slam you back to reality. This is what would happen if it did. If it happened, a child would get hurt badly, mm. and it it wouldn't be all eighties sunshine and you know clear black and white, good and bad. There's a grey areas, and you've got the good guy, the best person, Miyagi-Do. Okay, he's shown some bad traits but at the end of the day he's had a bit of a fucked up life and he really is trying and then you've got the bad guy finally showing mercy well or our good guy that's what i mean it's such a gray area miguel mm. fight is that is cobra kai he's technically the bad guy but he shows mercy and what does he get for it he gets kicked over a flight of stairs and, and like, it, i think as well because you're watching season two and season three is nowhere near yet you know there was no trailer at that point to suggest you you like I just assumed he was dead. I, I thought he, he must be dead. <laughs> like, it, was, it was a big fall for them to claim. Well, that it was he such a big dead. fall. Let's be honest; it was like a Bollywood fall, you know, where like he was sh- waving his hands and going ah, like for a- for ages. Like they could have done that scene where like you know people like run and like shot. It went on forever that fall, full on Bollywood. Um, and then, yeah, and then he is in a coma. And then Johnny's the bad guy because Johnny was the one who started Cobra Kai and started all of this. But then on the back of that, in the school, Danny LaRusso's dojo and the kids are the bad guys because yeah. they did the worst of the fighting. I mean, it is, it's, it's absolutely batshit crazy, but it works. And then you get series three where... Well, everything was going. That was. This is what I mean. It was like episode one was a new hope. You know, series one was a new hope. Like there's a, you know, he's building Cobra Kai. It's starting. He's and he's just starting to move on. He's rebelling against the Larusso and Miyagi Do. Season two, it's Empire. Like everything's mm. fallen away from him. He's got. He creases took over at the end as well. Yeah, creases took over. Miguel is. His new son, essentially, is in a coma because of his fault. No one wants to deal with him. He's completely alone now. And then Series 3 starts from there. And So are you we... saying Season 3 is Jedi? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's Return Just of... because I know you know that most people think Jedi is the weakest of the three. Yeah, but, but I will argue it is Jedi because I would say that both Robbie and Ali... Ali comes back and Robbie and his little prison story is the Ewok story. <laughs> it, it it isn't needed. It's there for the sake of doing something. Robbie Robbie has no arc in this still. He's still, well, it's not true. He actually ends up with Crease at the end of this, which was quite mm. interesting. I do get a little like, oh no, he's truly gone to the dark side. Crease is the Emperor. He's fucking evil as balls. <laughs> um but yeah, you've got him. He's got to start everything again and question everything that he thought was right and turn to Danny for help. And it's just, it's, it's, I think the biggest thing in this that was a bit annoying for me was 
I knew it was going to build to a big fight. And you had the big fight happen, which this time was in LaRusso's house and all this shit's getting yeah. smashed. And what was weird about this was how well Series 3 dealt with Dimitri. Like, Dimitri, to me, had been an annoying character at best. Mm. And then in this, he's actually showing that he has backbone. He's trying his best. He's actually a bit... He, he has taken on some of the stuff. And Hawk misses him. And Hawk's yeah, realising... I, I think he's... he becomes one of the best uh, characters in the third one. Uh, I feel like his development is like... Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think he was like definitely in the annoying one in series one, who just like is just the like as the nerd who can't quite get the karate thing. And then in season two, he's still sort of that guy, but sort of turns it round towards the end. By he, he uses his words well, but you you sort of like. Uh, well, Hawk know, still... Hawk is Hawk goes full Monty with like just being all oh, like I'm gonna just kick ass. And take names later, but Dimitri goes. You know what? I'm gonna play to my strengths. I'm gonna use my words because he's a really good. He's really good with his words and his observations, and just has him off and just announces in front of everyone. He wet his bed until he was 15, yeah. and the stuff like that. And and no amount of punching can take that away. That everyone knows that now, and I liked that Dimitri showed backbone. And then in this one, he's like he's still got backbone. He gets his arm fucking broken. And mm. that, like, you see, like, Hawk. Hawk does it as well. Hawk breaks his arm. Yeah. And I can, and it's such a heartbreaking moment. Oh, I love this show. <laughs> I also, because I start liking Dimitri so much, I wasn't half happy when he starts getting off with the girl who was <laughs> the most popular girl at the very beginning. Like, the one who was, like, the bitch when, like, Sam was hanging out with the bad kids sort of thing. Yeah, the one Aisha. Because, obviously, Aisha is front wedgie, so now she's sort of made it her realise she was an asshole, basically. It's such a good take on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that might, we don't know, that might continue further. Um, And then, yeah, you just have this whole build-up. All the relationships are really... At the breaking point now, Robbie is in jail and he hates his dad more because Johnny's paying more attention to Miguel than ever because he's mm. in a coma. And then Ali comes along and I swear to God, I nearly... I, like if The bit with, where he's finally got with Miguel's mum, he's made up everything. You know, because he's got Miguel to walk again by going to the yeah. Twisted Twisted Sister concert, which was sick. Um, oh, yeah. D- oh, going D. Snyder. Like, D. Snyder. <laughs> I would have accepted anyone, by the way, like Blackie Lawless of Wasp. Anyone could have been up there. It would have been great. And then, um, yeah, he gets it all going again with her. And then he goes on a date with Ali. I was the whole way through that episode, like, digging my fingers into my legs, like, going, don't fuck <laughs> this up. Do not go for her. She's a... I don't, I, I, I don't see why you're doing this. You've finally got her. Um, Miguel's mum, and it didn't go the way I thought. I yeah. thought it was going to be well, dead enough. I thought what was going to happen was he was going to do something to Miguel's mum that made Miguel then go, fuck you, and then he would go to LaRusso that well, way. Well, I think he has done something to Miguel's mum which might make him go, fuck you. He just doesn't well, know yet. Well, no, but like, obviously... He did out, he, he it. And then did her off the like, next night. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought because they agreed, like we'll come and we'll talk about what our relationship is. 
I thought it was going to go, he goes on a date with Ali, he gets dragged to the country club, forgetting he's meant to be meeting Miguel's mum, and then she goes out, like, looking for him, or find, tries to find out where he is, and realises he's on a date with his high school crush, and that completely destroys everything. Mm. And that, and in, instead, the high school crush teaches him to not keep your head up your ass and stay, stay in the past. You've got to move forward. This girl's dead important to you. Be with her instead. Mm. And I love that. I was like, that's a good use of Ali. Rather than make Ali a, a bitch who then I end up associating yeah. with breaking breaking up this couple I've wanted to come together for ages. She's actually been the, the voice of reason and given the closure for him to finally mm. move on. Um, see, The only thing I thought was dead odd, like you said about Hawk, mm. like, like he does finally turn around. But I almost felt like they need they should have done like more to turn them around. I felt like the Rather scene was just in one episode, just he's and not yeah, that. I get what you mean. I f- well, I feel like he should have he should have during that fight scene something much stronger must have happened. Like I feel like the point where Miguel was getting beaten against the wall, and you see him like go, "I've got to get out of this. It's only me who's going to get myself out of this." Yeah, that felt like. A defining moment. I feel like Hawk just all of a sudden, like I don't know whether the drugs were off or whatever the crease was giving him, but he just all of a sudden stops and realizes, like, why am I on this side of the fight? And I felt like yeah. he should have just—he should have seen something in particular happen. I feel like there was like niggles of it, but they weren't strong enough. So you, you sort of throughout season three get the feeling like he's a bit more awkward with it. Yeah, than he was. But it's never really played on as much as it probably could have been. And then, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like he almost goes through season three sort of ignoring that and then just absolutely spur of the moment in the fight scene goes, yeah, I want to be with those guys again. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and in my head, if you watch the fight scene about a minute before he does that, he grabs something that's made of glass and smashes it over another guy's head. Yeah. So can you imagine He's that guy exactly getting like, up? Like he just, It's not like he grabbed the glass thing and goes, oh, actually, I'm not going to use it. He was like fully yeah. bad guy. Yeah. He just suddenly goes, now I'm going to be fully good guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of a turn, but I, 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 I didn't. I, we like wrestling. So I think we're all right with kind of stories like this. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. We're well doctored to it by now. Thanks to Rory's <laughs> War. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know who was set, there was obviously characters missing from this season as well. So Aisha didn't come back, but yeah. they argued that Aisha's story had been told. Um, another character who sadly did not come back. Um, let me—I've not even got his the name I know him by because I—I can't remember it. Um, but he's known as Russell. Um, Russell. but he's the. The, the older guy who joins Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. I don't like... mind he didn't come back. <laughs> really? Uh, be, because I always thought it was just odd. Like, obviously, they're all in, like, high school. And, like, he was just, like, a guy at a video store, which I thought was quite funny at first. But then the more he started, like, like going to parties with them and stuff, I don't know what it was. But I was just like, 
That's not cool, bro. <laughs> I I mean, though, no, I love the bit where he's like, he's got his hands taped up to those bottles, and yeah. the police arrive at the house party, and he can't get out of the house. He's just there. <laughs> going, oh god! Oh god! Not again! Not again! <laughs> I liked him for those moments. But, he was yeah. all right, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like he wasn't. It, I don't Cobra Kai material. Done that with someone who surely was their age. I, I don't get why it had to be like an older guy. That was the only uh, thing. I, I suppose, actually, yeah, I get that. It could have been done with someone more their age. I'm with you. And then, like, so what, how does he end up at the school? He works. Uh, he's got. A, he's got a job volunteering That's as like it. maintenance yeah, 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 or something, yeah. or or bodyguard, and then he gets suspended. And it's assumed from the writers have said he was suspended from the school because of this. And because he's suspended from the school, he's not allowed to be around the kids. So he's also... Probably pro- wise, he- I'd say. So, <laughs> so then he- that's why he's not in Series 3 at all. It's a way to write him out. It's just he's he's not in it. I didn't miss I- him. I'm going to no. be honest. Um, Highlights of Season 3, your favourite moment? Ooh, right. Probably the episode... Where he does is it the D Snyder one where he, he, he moves his leg? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. I really liked that. But I do I did really like the um the one where Crease takes them to like do all the obstacles and stuff as well. I thought that was a kick ass episode. I feel like it's hard for me to pinpoint. Series three was weird because it wasn't like the other series. It did characters it felt, it characters felt... went away from each other. Like yeah. dr- like Danny went all the way to uh, Blooming Tokyo, and I and I, it... I it's my least favorite of the series that I've watched. But it's, it's not a, a bad it, series. But it's not bad. No, I'm not saying it's bad. But it is. So it's like Return of the Jedi. Exactly. That's why when you said it before, I was like, that's interesting. That. But I don't know what it was. It felt like there was a disconnect in this one. A slight disconnect. And it only really comes back round at the very last moment. And you get, right, okay, I'm back on board. I With think it was because the, the characters... the last moment where you get Danny and um, Johnny, you finally team up. It's the thing that they've been sort of teasing you with for pretty much two seasons. And well, it finally happens, and that's what you kind of go right now. I'm excited for season four, but I feel like this season loses its way quite a few what? times. You kind of go, "Oh right, well why have they done that?" Or it's it's it feels like the tone is slightly different as well. Like it is it, obviously it is. whether it's because Miguel had that big accident and like I don't know, but it, it sort of took a darker turn, and they would it, it felt like it was a bit darker in tone this one well you've got you've got in this both danny danny and johnny are at the first half of the season are trying to repair the relationship with robbie um who is not interested so you've got this disconnect there that never never heals itself there's Hmm. that mini arc nothing changes other than they just give up during that, Miguel is just like unable to walk or go anywhere, so yeah. nothing happens there. The only thing that's moving the and Danny go just then up skips and goes away to Japan. Okinawa, uh, yeah. The only Okinawa, the only person who, who oh, and only wheels moving during about the first two thirds of the season is Crease and Hawk, 
and what they're going through every yeah. time it literally goes back to cobra kai itself that's what is more the moving parts it isn't until about two-thirds in miguel walking again training again he forgives johnny who in turn then is talking to uh, um his mum again uh and robbie uh sorry and danny danny actually had danny is completely cut off all the way through this he doesn't really they have that one adventure together with by the way the worst car chase scene i have ever seen <laughs> i don't know who who thought that was that looked good but it did not look like two cars speeding as fast as they could away from each other it looked like a genteel a dual carriageway overtaking at the most. <laughs> it was there was nothing about it. Um, other than that one, that that kind of half an episode where they're together. Robbie, uh, sorry, Danny is is gone. He's just not yeah. in this at all. And because of that, there's no real conflict, and that's the issue. There isn't any conflict in this at all, other than Cobra Kai with the the Miyagi Do nerdy kids and. Yeah. With Sam, who you kind of don't care about. Yeah, because that's it. It's like, I feel like Crease is supposed to be like the guy that obviously is the conflict against maybe both of them, but they never really play on that that much. Like, I was expecting there to be a lot more of that, like between Crease and Johnny. And it, there's bits of it, but it's never nowhere near as much as I thought. It's like he just kind of goes, You can have my gym. Well, he kind of does. He does. He gonna, just he, you, he gives you, you're it. You're not even fighting this. <laughs> like, <and> forms <laughs> Eagle Fang. <laughs> Which... Oh, I'll I'll tell you what now. Right, the name of that Johnny's gym. No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. What on earth was that? Which well, Johnny isn't it? He's just he's just trying to be cool. That that I, was I buy that's that. why I know that this season I just didn't like it as much as the first two. It's for that that is summed up in that that what is it called again? Eagle Fang Dojo. Eagle Fang, that's it. That is that sums it up for me. It's good, but it's I mean Eagle Fang. Come on. <laughs> come on now. I love it when he's like, you're going to bite like an eagle. <laughs> and he, he throws him the shirt and it's far too small. <laughs> he's like, just deal, <laughs> just deal with it. Um, you'll work it off. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, but it's not, it's not a bad se season. And the fact it ends where it does, like, I do feel there was a bit where when Johnny, get, they realise whilst they've both, been finally mending their own bridges like ali comes ali comes as a catalyst to finally settle it like you basically sends to danny and goes you were a bit of an asshole and you don't realize it whereas johnny you realize you were an asshole but you weren't that bad and you two like each other and you don't even know you two like each other mm. and i'm and then she goes away they're all healed and then they find out all oh, that fight's broken out and that's when johnny goes to the dojo and sees robbie there yeah, I felt it. I felt that like he does not realize what's got. He's he's been so like in, involved in Miguel's life and so involved in sorting his own life out. He and he listened to Rob, Robbie told him don't get involved. So he and and he should have because look where he's ended up. Yeah. And it definitely felt like I'm trying to. Th I really feel there is a Star Wars moment where it felt like where Obi Wan sees Anakin has turned. It yeah. just felt really like whoa, that's heavy, man. And um, 
yeah, it, it just it it and I I do like the fact it it doesn't like everything happens for a reason. Danny going away and learning that offensive Miyagi Do karate, they he uses yeah. it on crease and yeah, I, I, it did come together. But and what was a bit annoyed at is when it ended with them all together, like Infinity War Endgame, they've all come yeah. together now. I was like, oh, oh, I, so we're not getting the tournament. I thought we were getting the tournament. <laughs> well, isn't that going to be the build-up to the end of Season 4, would you not? It must be. It must be the cliffhanger, that being the cliffhanger that we're going to get the tournament. And also, it's obviously did a lot of background work on creasing this, showing all these, like, Vietnam stuff, which was cool. I thought that was quite good, because it does show that, like, Crease started off not too dissimilar from everyone else, and just sort of factors along the way, you know, all be, you know, more being sort of, like, the brutality of the Vietnam War, and what his captain was like, is what's made him like that. I, yeah. I thought that was a good sort of, like, bit of background, you know, why is this guy just, like, this fucking arsehole, basically? And you see, like, a bit more of, like, how he's developed into like his character that was probably one of the more interesting aspects of season three i i thought um but obviously you know i don't know i i i'd I'd hate to think that each season now peters out you know a little bit more each time obviously we've had like two fantastic seasons and i'm i'd rave about those first two seasons season three i really liked but I'm not completely sold it was as good as the other two. So I really want season four to come back with a bang now. I think season four will be about... They, they'll they have conflict. Danny and Johnny will have conflict working together. Like, you mm-hmm. know... Which, how if the, they're on screen together, will be much better. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be entertaining. And I feel like Kreese is going to get Terry Silver from... Is he from Karate Kid 3? Terry Silver, the bad guy from that because he makes it makes out the whole Vietnam thing. Mm-hmm. It's quite of a, a bait and switch. The guy who looks like Terry Silver dies. And then the guy who doesn't look like uh, Terry Silver at all, but they are younger. You've got to remember. Yeah. Um, he, he then reveals at the end as the one that Cree saved is his name's Terry. Yeah. So everyone's been like, the person he caught at the end is that guy, and that guy is Terry Silver, who was like brutal as fucking Karate Kid Three, I think. Mm. So that's uh, that's where it'll go. What happens with Robbie's? Obviously, I feel gonna have to realize he's gonna have to change and forgive Johnny and move over. Mm. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot oh, of potential. Definitely potential. I I just again, it's that whole thing of like, how far do they go? You know, like season four. You know, is that going to be the last one? And they round. It I, think it, I, I think it. I think it is. Stretch it to a season five, six. I mean, by mm. the time you get to a season six, I mean, I I just fear where it goes from there. Let me have a look. I'm sure I saw something about that season four could be the last one. Um, I if, and I'm, that they're going to do spin-offs instead. I think that would be a good idea. Hold on. They're gonna look at other spin-offs instead. So, hold on. They that said sounds like a bad idea. They said Cobra <laughs> Cat. Um, like they spent three weeks with Crease's backstory, but they would have liked to have done more with that. But they've saw the potential in the other characters as well. 
and their popularity. So they're looking at the possibility of doing some kind of spin-offs with the other characters, making it more about them, with the other characters still involved. But That sounds tragic, to be honest. But I, I just really want like a strong season four. If that's the last season, then so be it. But I hate it when programs just don't know when to end it. I mean, that's that, the, the worst it, part of like most series is, is they feel like sometimes they just go on and on and then they get to that one episode too many where they just absolutely lose it. Prison Break's it, a, a key hmm. example of this. The first two seasons of Prison Break I actually thought were really good. The first in particular is brilliant. They get to season three and it's like, have you ran out of ideas here? Obviously, there's only so many times someone could break out of a jail. <laughs> So, yeah. like, obviously then it's like, oh, well, now they're in, like, a Mexican jail or something. And it's like, <laughs> oh, right, okay. And then one of the episodes, uh, one, one of the main characters dies in it, and they end it, and you go, thank God for that. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. they've, they've killed him. It's done. No, no, no. Then they bring back another episode where he's not actually dead. And you're like, oh, come on. You know what I mean? That is when that is when people just do not know how to to just leave things and end them. And I really don't want this to happen with this because I get the feeling like if they do keep doing more and more seasons, I feel like it's the type of show that will just get progressively worse. But I, having said that, if they end with season four, season four could be amazing. Yeah, I think I think they'll they'll be smart to end on season four as well. If you're listening guys i know uh billy zabka won't be because he doesn't have the internet but <laughs> if uh if anyone any listening end it on season four end on a high because it it's a stellar show like i can forgive it for like being absurd like the police don't get called for about 90 percent of the crimes in in that the only person who calls the police is crease <laughs> he's the only one because he's thinks... an asshole man yeah he's <laughs> the only pigs. one who, who thinks to go to the cops um i i don't mind it taking me out of reality and it just being a bit too absurd because uh, karate yeah. kids in itself is a bit absurd and it's got to live in well, that it, universe it's fun it's full of action it's full of comedy i mean i would love what you were saying there billy zabka doesn't have the internet but Someone shows him this episode. Like, this is the first podcast that <laughs> Billy Zabko has ever heard. Uh, what would you rate it out of... Do you want to rate the series out of 10 and then it, as a whole? Uh, or do you just want to do it yeah, as a whole? I mean, as a ho- well, all right, yeah. Okay, so season one, I'll give a nine. Season two, I'll give an eight. Hmm. Oh, I don't know because I do really like the. No, I'm going to give that a nine as well. Just, f- I feel like most of the series is an eight, but the last episode really kicked kicked ass. So I'm going to give it a nine just because it really did bring it back. Mm. And I'll probably give season three. S- similarly, I think I'd probably give it a seven overall, but I'll give it an eight because of the last episode again. So oh, okay. you're getting two nines and an eight. So I'll give it a nine overall. I'm not going to dispute anything you've said. I feel exactly the same way. This is why we're. This is why we're the two best friends anyone could ever have. <laughs> because yeah, it's it is. It's a nine number one, nine number two, eight number three. 
a nine overall. It's just fantastic. I love the fact. I I feel so sorry for my my manager who recommended this to me on multiple occasions, and it would have been a lovely bonding process for us. But no, I refused <laughs> him. Um, it's becoming a theme on this Clone Wars as well. Recommended by another manager of mine. Told him to fuck off as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fantastic and. Yeah, what do you what do you want to see in the future? Please get in contact with us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to go on the website where you can see trailers and pod, all more all the podcasts, uh, reviews. I'm writing a blog for a Doctor Who based blog right now. Um, I keep meaning to put a link up, but because I haven't got the stuff yet, Gaz, do you want to link your music? You can listen to my music. Search for Gazmasters on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Bandcamp. And Spotify soon, hopefully. Spotify very soon, if they pull the finger out, yes. Yes, if they do their job. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, this has been a, a fantastic Cobra Kai episode. Thank you, Gaz. Thank you, JB. Yeah. Um, well, do I? Do we still say I've been Jay and I've been... We just said each other's names. That's just confusing. Yeah, I don't me. know. I think we lost it towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm trying... This is a problem with trying to be professional. Now we've got a professional setup. I'm <laughs> trying to be more professional at the beginning and the end. And it's just... We're not those people. We're just not, I'm afraid. So, yeah, go on the website. Do the shit that we want you to do. Listen to the podcast. I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. And we've been talking nerdy. Keep talking, Keep talking daddy! Relax and breathe. Keep training. You'll get it. Itch, knees, song, she. Come on, everybody, train karate. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but I've trained karate from coast to coast. Karate. Train your body. I've done the kung fu, the show and rue. I even did a little jujitsu. Karate. Train your body. Well, I've trained karate around the world. I'm known all over as Karate Girl. I'm witty, I'm pretty, got the female smarts. So listen to our rap about the martial arts. Karate, train your body. Karate, train your body. Come on, everybody, train karate. the streets i have no fear i always know my karate is near i never have to fight and i'll tell you why no one wants to fight with a samurai i'm a samurai and that's better yet i got the kicks got the punches the intuitive hunches i just want to mention to release the tension karate train your body i train for fun i'm a show gun karate train, train your, your body. body i train in my car I'm a ninja. Karate. Train your body. Come on, everybody, train karate. Karate. Train your body.
And then run like the dickens. Come on, everybody, train karate. Karate, train your body all the time. Kumite. Kumite. What you say? Got a karate life with my karate wife. Two karate kids in our karate home. A karate dog. He's got a karate bone. bone. In time, it trains your mind. You got a parakeet, he's a karate bird. When he chirps a tweet around the block, he's heard. Karate! Train your body! I'm the sensei, so stay away. Or brother. Make my day! a shrimp, I might look like an imp, my appearance is deceiving and I may have you believing that I'm just a punk with a lot of spunk, but don't get on my case, don't mess with me, don't give her any hustle and she'll let you be, karate, train your body, here's the moral to the story, karate means never having to 